taping everything I say, huh? <clears throat> are you are you saying I'm a criminal now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't judge. God knows who you are. That's all that matters. <clears throat> Okay, God's gift to humanity, forgiveness of sins, Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, I mean, this, this is the ultimate goal for all sinners, is to be forgiven of their sins. The guilt is gone. The the impending doom is gone we are free from all of that because we've got forgiveness of sins <clears throat> and in the verse there in whom we have redemption through his blood now that even that's saying that's the same thing as forgiveness of sins without redemption through his blood there is no forgiveness of sins if you've got redemption through his blood, you have forgiveness of sins. The two are joined irre irrevocably. Yeah, that's irrevocably. Is that the right word? Irrevocably. It's a big word. I, I, no, and it's not easy for me to say. So I, I, I use plain, simple words, and that one is a big one. But it came out. Oh, well. Anyway. <clears throat> but... They are linked. You can't have forgiveness of sins without the redemption through his blood. Remember, it says that without remission of sins, let's see, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. You, you can't have it. You can't have any forgiveness of sins if you don't have the shedding of blood. <clears throat> So the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross for his people. Of course, now from God's perspective, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Hmm. That, from God's perspective, that allowed everything to happen. When the Lord Jesus died in the mind of God, that allowed us to even exist even as sinful as we are and then one day he died actually 2,000 years ago and here we are today all this because we are redeemed through his blood we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world uh, <clears throat> we were written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. All these things, before we even existed, God knew we were coming along. And that's how we got to be here. Because he shed his blood, we have forgiveness of sins. Which sins? All our sins. So <clears throat> we are un under no condemnation because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did. Now, he will take us to the woodshed, by the way. 
Okay, in Ephesians 1.7, it's kind of a parallel verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Again, it's the two together, and then according to his riches and grace. Because we have redemption through his blood, meaning the same thing as the forgiveness of sins, this is because according to the riches of his grace. Because he's got plenty of grace to spend on us, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Then Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, in whom we also are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, and you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, shall be quickened, made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did, and we, okay, in a picture, we are buried with him in baptism, verse 12, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. As God raised him up from the dead, we too shall be raised from the dead. <clears throat> and uh, because we are dead in our sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he hath quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did, we have, he has forgiven us all trespasses. This is good news for all us sinners. <clears throat> okay. In the Old Testament, the Lord proclaimed himself the forgiveness in the Lord's declaration. In Exodus 34, verses 5, five, five, five through 7, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed, before, passed by before him, before Moses, and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin and that will no will in no by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation <clears throat> now the the word there in verse 7 forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin that word there for forgiving in the Hebrew means to lift or to carry. In other words, God is saying he is carrying our iniquity and transgression and sin. The Lord Jesus Christ is carrying our iniquity, transgression, 
and sin. That's how we have forgiveness of sins because he is carrying our uh, iniquity, transgression, and sin. And it's, But then it says, but he will in no wise clear the guilty. Hmm. Uh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Now, see, this is under the law. There is no forgiveness unless you come and offer a sacrifice for your misdeeds. So if you uh, violate the law in any way, you need to come and offer a sacrifice for your sins, and then you will be forgiven. You will, your sins will be carried by God. They will be carried until the Lord Jesus Christ eliminates them at the cross. In 1 Peter 2.24, talking about the Lord Jesus, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. The Lord Jesus bare our sins or carried our sins on his own body on the tree. That's the same concept as forgiving, carrying iniquity and transgression and sin. This is what God has done for us. And verse uh, Hebrews 9.22, And almost all things are, by the law, purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. Again, if you don't have the shedding of blood, now in the Old Testament, there were all sorts of blood of bulls and goats and so forth. <clears throat> but those only gave a temporary relief. The true uh, shedding of blood was by the Lord Jesus Christ. When he shed his blood, then it all came to pass for those in the Old Testament, because now their sins have truly been paid for. God is carrying them up to that point. Jesus took all of their and all of our punishment on himself at the cross. And therefore, uh, we are purged with blood and we have remission of sins. We have forgiveness of sins. <clears throat> Redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Always remember, there's blood, there's a shedding of blood, the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's forgiveness of sins. You can't shake them apart. They are joined permanently. Uh, <clears throat> okay, Oop, next one. All right, then forgiveness in the work of Jesus. Here's a couple stories. Uh, Luke 5, verses 18 through 25. And see, Jesus is in a house, and he's talking to a great, great deal of people. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which had taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in. And had to lay lay him before and and to lay him before him. They wanted to put him down in front of Jesus, so Jesus could heal him. And what they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, 
they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this that speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easy to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Rise up, arise, take up thy couch, and go unto, into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Now see, <clears throat> thy sins are forgiven thee. The Lord Jesus knew what was coming up. And the Lord Jesus said, thy sins are forgiven thee. He has the power to forgive sins because he was going to take this man's sins upon his own body on the tree. <clears throat> so anyway, the guy, got, the guy got up and walked away. His sins were forgiven and God, the Lord Jesus said, rise up and walk. Okay, Luke 7, verses 36 through 58. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he should eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs on her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus, answering, said unto him, Simon, I had somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. One owed 500 pence, the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them shall love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave the most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto her, unto, unto Simon, See thou this woman, I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, and she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint. This woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. 
he said to her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said unto the woman, thy faith has saved thee, go in peace. Now I can really get into a whole lot of stuff about thy faith has saved thee. In Romans, it talks about that. Uh, he points out that <clears throat> in Romans chapter four, that Abraham, uh, he was a great man of faith. Everybody looks to him. And what, what was a great deal with, with him? Abraham believed God, and that was counted to him for righteousness. It wasn't the great deeds he did. Uh, in fact, if I recall, he kind of lied about his sister a couple of times. Oh, she's my she's my, my wife. That's not my wife. That's my sister. So the half sister. So he wouldn't you know, be, be killed, and they would take her just because she looked so pretty. And uh, they found out later and said, okay, this wasn't nice. So that wasn't a great work that he did. But Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. He hadn't done any great deeds, but he believed God and that was counted to him for righteousness. By the way, Abraham was uncircumcised at that point in time. Oh, he wasn't a full Jew then, was he? Now, he, he took on the sign of circumcision, saying that, yes, I'm in a covenant relationship with God. And the Jews have always done that since that time. <clears throat> but thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. Okay, forgiveness taught by the apostles. In the book of Acts, chapter 5, then went the captain with the officers and brought them, the apostles, without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. Now, see, the apostles were healing people. And uh, people, whoa, if they can heal, wow, this is, this is a miracle. If they had gone and tried to drag them, that would have, the people would have, well, who, who do you think you are? They would have been stoned. Uh, and when they brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Way to go, guys. And intend to bring this man's blood upon us? Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him God hath exalted with his right hand to be a prince and savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. This is what they're saying. They're, they're saying uh, that they filled the whole city with, with the doctrine. Oh, yeah, okay. And in verse 31, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Israel 
wanted forgiveness of sins, but through the sacrifice system, they never really felt like they had been forgiven. It just wasn't there. But through Jesus Christ, when God the Holy Spirit comes in, they understand. I mean, when you first got saved, you felt the burden. And, oh, boy. And then when you got saved, it's like, I can breathe now. Wow. You, you feel a whole burden just taken off your back. And you feel so much lighter. I don't know about y'all, but that's how I was. And you know, so many people experience that. The burden was a uh, the burden was lifted, and 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 you're freed. Uh, in Pilgrim's Progress, Paul Bunyan describes Pilgrim as he's going along, and at one point in time, he finally gets the burden off his back, and he feels so good. The burden is gone. Ah, oh, I feel so much lighter. I don't have to carry that heavy burden, and that's pretty much the way it goes. When they, when Israel then gets forgiveness of sins, that's wonderful. And it's all because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of bulls and goats, yeah, you, you trust in that, trusting that God will keep his promise and overlook your sins because you offered this, this sin sacrifice. But once you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's all taken care of. You know the burden is gone. Acts chapter 13, verses 14 through 17 and 26 through 41. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up, beckoning with his hands, and said, Men of Israel, ye that fear God, give audience. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt in strangers in the land of Egypt, and with a high arm brought he them out of it. And he goes talking about history down to verse 26. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is this word of salvation sent. Uh, for they that dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have filled them, uh, they have fulfilled them in con condemning him. The prophet said, this is what's going to happen to the Lord Jesus, to the Messiah. This is what's going to happen. And they did it. They fulfilled what the law and the prophet said was going to happen. And though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. But God raised him from the dead. And he had seen many days, he, he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare unto you glad tidings, 
how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us, his their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, uh, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And as concerning he raised him up from the dead, now no more in return to corruption, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Wherefore, he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. But he, whom God raised again, saw no corruption. The Lord Jesus wasn't dead long enough to, to be corrupted. Let it be known to you, therefore, men and brethren, that though this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things uh, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Wherefore, where, be, be, beware therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of by the prophets. Behold, ye despisers, and wonder and perish, for I will work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. Verse 38, and through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. The Lord Jesus was crucified. He was slain and put on a cross, and he was buried, and he rose again three days later. And because he was slain, there was shedding of blood, therefore the forgiveness of sins is preached. We have forgiveness of sins because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Then Acts 26, verses 1 and 2 and 13 through 18. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth his hand and answered for himself. I thank myself happy, King Agrippa, because I will answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. Drop down to 13. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice saying unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But arise, and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did, even us nasty old Gentiles 
can receive forgiveness of sins because he paid the penalty for all my sins. I can receive the forgiveness of sins. Why? My sins are all gone. I am free, totally free of all my sins because he has paid the penalty. <clears throat> okay. Okay, forgiveness declared other places. <clears throat> Romans chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. See, now, this isn't, okay, we saw that God declared his, he proclaimed who he is to Moses. And he is the one that carries all our sins. And later on, we see the Lord Jesus, he's able to forgive sins. And the apostles were proclaiming forgiveness of sins. And the other scriptures say, even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is a man unto, uh, to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Now, this, these are quotes from Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. Psalm of David, Mashil. Uh, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and who, in whose spirit there is no guile. Because, I mean, in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, God says that he will not put sin to the account of his people. Once our sins are taken care of by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, he will not impute sin to us. 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John 2.12, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I'm feeling a little lightheaded right now. So I'm going to have to <clears throat> go through this last section fairly quickly. Contrary to so many people, God does not want to forgive everyone. God does not want everyone to be saved. There are people God does not want to be forgiven. In Mark 4, 1 through 12, he gives the parable of the sower. 
And then it <clears throat> and then he said, uh, verse 11, chapter 4, verse 11, And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know this mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That seeing them, they may see, but not perceive, and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. This is a quote from Isaiah uh, chapter 6, verse 9. <clears throat> and it's quoted again in Matthew 13, verse 15. And in John 12, verse 40. And also in Acts 28, God deliberately speaks in parables so that people can't know. He doesn't want to save everybody. And with that, let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thanking you that we have forgiveness of sins. Heavenly Father, We thank you for all that you've given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that you would help us to honor you in all that we say and do. We ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>